Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ion Can Podcast, your home on the Star Wars Underworld Podcast Network for in-depth discussion on lore, the High Republic, and the whole canon of the galaxy far, far away. My name is Joel, and I got Matthew joining me all the way from north of the border. Matthew, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well. I got settling into work. Everything's starting to get smoother. Famous last words, right? But uh, happy to get my mind out of the, out of the soccer and into the Star Wars and 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 talk some uh, talk some comics. I, I'm always a fan of talking Star Wars comics on a podcast. It's kind of kind of what I do. <laughs> yes, and if you notice, we have a third box. It is empty, but it will soon be filled by one of our good friends. Very soon, hopefully, Doctor Holocron. Oh. Um. Okay, that was worth it. That was yeah, that was worth it. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, John. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> applause, round of applause yeah. for everyone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait for everyone to watch that repeat because that's going to be good stuff. That's going to be good stuff. Doc, how are you? I am very good, and uh, I am ready to talk some comics, of which I have with me today. Revelations. Oh, there we go. Got it in awesome. the flesh. I have it. My my copy's somewhere back there. <laughs> well, right as Doc said, we will be talking about Revelations. Um, uh, this week we're calling it Audible, and we're but we're, we're not going to be as Matthew puts it join the podcastariat. Can't even pronounce. Sorry, the, the podcastariat. Podcastariat. Talking about Andor. You can catch that discussion on our good friend Doctor Holocron's channel. Uh, which we will probably leave a link later. And I remember to edit things. It's two hours um, and forty-five minutes. I know, I know. Strap in. Um, <laughs> but before we begin discussion, Matthew, you have any plugs for us? Plug, plug, plug. Well, first of all, to say, you know, you know, normally, yeah, we were going to do and or uh, and or discussion. Uh, it's not that we don't join the podcast, Terry. It's sometimes just you know, sometimes we just don't always want to. I I do appreciate how we always do something, do things a little differently here on Ken, and even even when we would have gone to Andor. Uh, yeah, we went into two hours and forty minutes, uh, whatever of talking all about history and real world history and um, all the ideas within Andor. Let me fix my camera here for a second. Anyway, uh, so yeah, check that out on, on Doc Holocron's channel if you want to hear what we think about Andor. We, spoiler alert, we loved it. it. It's one of the greatest greatest live action shows that Star Wars has ever done. I'll put that out there. <laughs> Fixing my mic here too. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, you, know, uh, you know, normally in the normal course of things, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ion Cannon Pod, E-Y-E O-N-C-A-N-P-O-D-C-A-N-O-N-P-O-D. Uh, hello, everyone on Twitter and Twitch also watching us. Uh, I did do, so this this week we're, we're extending the tractor beam all the way in uh, and even extending it into the future. But uh, I did the normal tractor beam, uh, my, my weekly comics book, comic book review, audio only. Uh, comics come out Wednesday. I do my darndest to get to them on Friday. I think I started recording it Friday at 11.40, so it went into Saturday. Um, <laughs> 11.40 Eastern, at least. So uh, that I, I looked at Revelation, the Revelations one shot. I did give my thoughts there. Yoda number one and uh, Hyperspace Stories number three with that great Finpo cover uh, by Toronto's Megan Wong. So check that out on the Iron Cannon feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
course, uh, when I get to usually around Tuesdays, work guys, work just makes things mixes things up. Anyway, uh, the, the work commitment, the time commitment. Uh, yeah, you can catch all our, our full episodes in addition to YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on Apple's Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Tuesdays. So check that out. Lastly, um, this is the Star Wars Underworld YouTube channel. So we've got super chats. We've got YouTube memberships. If you want to support us, if you want to make sure uh, your comment is is read and engaged with uh, as soon as we can get to it. Usually we try and get to every comment, but if you want to make sure, uh, give us a super chat and, and we'll definitely get there. Lastly, uh, the Discord, Star Wars Underworld Discord, Joel and I are, are pretty active in there. Um, Joel, I don't know if the link is is fresh and tasty fresh. If not, then uh, yeah, we, we got to get up there. But if, if you want in on the Star Wars Underworld Discord, send us a DM at Ion Cannon Pod on Twitter or Instagram or uh, comment below in a way to get a hold of you and we will send that link your way. Yes, we will. But now we can begin, as we always do, with our week in Star Wars. And this week, I have actually given it the podcast Terriot a little bit. <laughs> well, just the yeah. Phantom Terriot. By doing one of those ranking tier system things. Matthew, do you have it with us? I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try something new here. Uh, I mean, something new. that. Uh, here something we go. new. Always hard. Here we go. Um, here we go. Okay, I did one of these because I like these better than going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's just something more egalitarian about it, which mm -hmm. I find uh, very interesting. So yeah. I want to just do a little breakdown on S tier, which is the tippy top. We have The Last Jedi, The Empire Strikes Back, and Andor. He's throwing it in there. Wow, already. Season I can see yep. it. Season one. Uh, Visions was sadly not on the list that I've got for the chart, but that would also be S tier. So Vision would also be on here. <laughs> a tier, which is a little, which is still pretty good, but maybe not the, the tippy, tippy top. We got Star Wars Rebels. We got Rogue One. We got The Mandalorian. We got The Clone Wars. We have A New Hope. And my personal favorite, Resistance. There we go. Be I just want to say it's nice to see that you you have a new hope under A because I, I know you you've had questions about that film. <laughs> I try to do the objectively critical list, not yes, the favorite enough. one. Fair enough. Ah, uh, that would I was doing the favorite. We have a whole distant list right here. Uh, yeah. B tier. Okay, that's, that's a good clarification. Okay. On B tier, we mm -hmm. have what well, I think is objectively critical. Uh, B tier, we got Revenge of the Force Awakens, Bad Batch, Turn of the Jedi. Kenobi, and Tales of the Jedi in C-tier. This is one interesting because this is like either they have really great ideas but not great execution or okay execution, but I just find them boring. Uh, we got Rise of Skywalker, Solo, and The Phantom Menace. D-tier? It's sad we're getting lower and so we're getting more critical. We got Book of Boba Fett, Attack the Clones, and then finally at the very bottom we got the Clone Wars 2008 movie. Yeah. That is my, as critical as I could possibly be without trying to be as biased, ranking mm -hmm. of Star Wars. Do you guys have any comments? Just concerned questions? First of all, uh, Rogue One should be an S tier. Uh, yes. My personal just, just throwing that out, yeah. Clone uh, Wars I wouldn't even put on there because I don't even really see that as a movie. It's just three episodes, like, staple mm -hmm. the network. Uh, and um, other than that, uh, yeah, pretty solid list. Well, I think Personally, I might put Rebels above Clone Wars. Um, 
just for me personally, because like mm. Clone Wars, I love it's the thing that got me into Star Wars. But also, I just think overall, I just think Re- and while while Clone Wars, I think had a stronger finish than Rebels, I think Rebels overall was just a tighter story, mm. like more concise, more to the point. There were less tangenty like arcs and episodes that didn't really need to be there. Uh, there were less like things that just got dropped randomly. Zillabies. Uh but um, <laughs> I I just think uh while I love both mm. series, I think Rebels was just a little tighter in the story department. Zillabies are good. Good I was gonna say, well, that's why I like this 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 tier system thing, because like I like I feel like I would like yeah, if we were doing numbers, I would put Clone Wars over Rebels. Or but at the same or I forget which one did you say you would like to bring more doc? Rebels or Clone Rebels. Wars? Mm-hmm. Rebels over Clone Wars? But um, I feel like when you have this like tier system, it's like the egalitarianism of it all. It's like I like it's just they're yeah. all in the same ballpark, but not necessarily like one, two. It's not super meticulous at a, at a full on ranking. But no, I, I get you, uh, Matthew. Yeah. You were gonna say something. I was saying that Zilla Beast is out there still. I mean, you got that that Galactic Atlas thing. Zilla Beast <laughs> is still on the course on that. No, uh, I, I see where this is coming from uh, in terms of filmmaking quality. That's why, I mean, I would put Clone Wars up there, too. Um, pr- primarily for seasons five to seven uh, are, I mean, are the greatest television ever. I mean, and I, this is coming from a guy who grew up with Star Trek. So, you know, uh, and, you know, and Ahsoka. So maybe, and maybe what you're getting at is on the whole, I mean, even season four, throw season four in there. On the whole, yeah, it, it probably you know, had a bit of a start, which is why you can you see at the bottom there with the, the film at the bottom. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the prequels to me is a little, I get it, but you know, eh, okay. I'll, I'll, I, I, I obviously will bump up, uh, Revenge of the Sith, even in terms of filmmaking quality, in terms of narrative, um, in terms of, I mean, visual design, special effects, things like that. But yeah, I mean, that's getting at how hard this thing is because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, I would like to see, uh, like a professional film. Stu- not that your opinion is about. I'm not saying that, but like someone who just someone who, given how I know, like the academic world, what professional film critics actually say. Uh, but that, even then, that's debated, right? That's the problem. There's so much. Of this, sure? It's just hard. Pardon? Are you sure you want that with the prequel? I don't know. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing. It's hard to be objective. That's my point. Is you know, subjectively, uh, Revenge of the Sith is is number one, number one, number one for me. But um, you know, clearly, objectively, you know, there's some script issues and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, so I'll say that that this this ranking that you have here is fair. Um, especially, especially, I'll say in the way that Empire Strikes Back and Andor specifically uh point to the gold standard and then and then last jedi i mean it it, it, it opens up debates in terms of the structure i i think it's a perfect film i think what people find confusing about it is how the the, the third act just impales into the into the second act and there's an epilogue that sounds like a third act and all these structural things but um i mean it works for me so yeah okay. it mm-hmm. So go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll say this for the series at least for the TV shows. Yeah, they were hard to really rank because, <laughs> uh, like, I'll say this: like, 
use Star Trek. I love Deep Space Nine. You know that. I love Deep yeah. Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is like my gold standard for all of Star Trek TV yeah, shows. Me too. Yeah. Um, I don't like the first three. I don't like seasons one and two that much. I don't think they're that great. Yeah. Um, but it's like once you get past that, it's like oh no, DS Nine would be S tier Star Trek for me. Um, so yeah, the the series were a lot harder to rank, and it's not like I'd want to go through every like season one, season two, season mm-hmm. three. So I kind of had to judge it based on yeah. the whole thing. Um. Compared to like you know, season one would probably be C, and then season seven is this S, you know, Which like something like would that. Would be another so, interesting exercise, right? Um, but yeah, <laughs> this do, was yeah. uh, this was like the the uh, tried to be as unbiased yeah. as possible. Otherwise, Return of the Jedi would be in my top one. But sure. this is it's not the favorite list. Yeah. But yeah, this was a uh, this is fun to make. And one thing I'll, I want to point out. Well, two things I want to point out. Uh, first of all, that Resistance is is a tier. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, a lot of what the criteria is, is it do what it's set out to do and resistance really set out to show a bit of a younger, more fun story that contained more serious messages about tyranny and, and uh, scientific experiments and, and all that, you know, the, the specter of the, of circular base. And, and so, yeah, I mean, with, with the goofy zapping thing with BB eight doing its thing and uh, the Nikto character again, like young characters as a tradition uh yeah that guy doing his thing interesting uh then you also mentioned rebels uh being a tighter more coherent story yeah in retrospect that's the interesting thing is it gets accused of 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 having stories that we're not sure where they're going and there's a different structure than clone wars with the the neat ended up being the neat four episode arcs which really uh really benefited it turned that's you, you go from with Clone Wars, you go from this movie that's three episodes strung together to every single uh, four-episode arc is really an animated film, and, and it, at the quality by by episode by season four, uh, especially I think you know, I'm kind of putting that number there, and then of course season seven, the end of season seven, is a film on par of like, the Siege of Mandalore is a film on par from for me with any of the live-action films, so. Yeah, and there and they, but Rebels, yeah, it's uh in retrospect, it is a far more coherent story than I think we all gave it credit for at the beginning. Um, but because it just picks things up later, so but yep, that's this is my ranking, and uh, it's nice to see that most of the stuff are S, A, and B tiers. So, for yeah, that's thinking, true. I mean, not like my opinion, it's the objective one here, but like, hey, you know, hey, we're doing good. Doing yeah. good, there's a lot of good Star Wars out here. Can, can you help help a, an old fogey out here? So why S and then why no E? Um. <laughs> well, okay, I don't understand it myself. I <laughs> but it's sort of like obviously we do American grading system of A B C D F. Okay. Um. But apparently in fandom we have this new thing called S, which is like higher than just re- like this is like the creme de la creme of okay. like the good stuff. Give the kid the um, doctor already. I see. Okay. <laughs> I know it's weird. Yeah. I, I see just how people do it, but yeah. This is, All right. This is, I don't get it either. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that is my week in Star Wars. Uh, but um, now let's just move on. Matthew, what about your week? What is your week in Star yeah, Wars? Yeah. Um. So again, mostly watching the World Cup. Uh. So is that. Um. Yeah, I, I got, I finally was able to get Convergence, uh, Joel and Doc, I told you the story. The night we went went, went and recorded on, on your your uh, your channel, I was kind of late because I was at Indigo and they were trying to find it in the system. Anyway. Um, 
So I'm taking a break <laughs> from Quest for the Hidden City to read Convergence. And apparently, according to our friend of the pod, Star Raptor, Chris, Chris Abbott, he said that that's a good idea because apparently Quest for the Hidden City spoils some big things in Convergence. So um, starting, I admit, I don't know why I, I had trouble starting Convergence, but now that I have, I, I'm in, I'm hooked. Uh, Zarada Cordova has already yanked my yanked my heart because I mean you know, I ha- I heard her not too great things about Crash of Fate, and and maybe because it's a romance. And this one may not be explicitly romance. I don't know, but um, I'll wait. I'll read to find out because I like to avoid spoilers. Believe it or not. Uh, so uh, yeah, and uh, you know I'm in uh, uh, one or two chapters in, and the way from what I do know, the way it develops the path of the open hand especially seems very intriguing because that's turning out the whole path of the open hand turning out to be one of the great ideas great concepts uh and and the way i mean the way uh uh, path of deceit started to explore them was fantastic so yeah looking for that looking forward to keep going with that and then you know uh again tractor beam comics and uh all that stuff that we're going to talk about today Nice. Uh, Doc, have you had a week in Star Wars? Anything fun Star Wars related this week happened to you? I've had a week. Uh, <laughs> um, it's been a week. Yeah. A lot has gone down. I won't get into specifics, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, things have been great over here, but um, I still have Star Wars to uh, remind me that there is still some good in the world, uh, so that's nice. Uh, mainly I just read Revelations and also Yoda number one and Hyperspace Stories 3, which came out uh, all last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched Tales of the Jedi with my friend uh, finally. And uh, very, very fun. Very good. And um, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to the new issue of Vader coming this yes. week. Uh, that would be really good. Can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, other than that and uh, playing with this Jar Jar action figure, uh, just more than usual. Nice. You know that that is actually part of my week in Star Wars. Is so, Joel. We we, we had a we have a podcast called Iron Cannon, mm-hmm. and we had this guest on uh, named Doc Holocron. And instead of showing his face, he he showed this Jar Jar doll and started playing <laughs> a song, and, and and great fun was that. That's that's part of my week in Star Wars. <laughs> well, I, what, where, where do you, how old is that Jar Jar action? Is it a newer one or is it from Phantom Menace times? It's a new. It's a black series. It's a new one. Oh, okay. oh nice. I see. Very nice. Very detailed. Very yeah. uh, flexible. Yeah. Very I have it over there. Um, in no mind. really reason to get into Ion Screen. I think we've given our thoughts on Andor. We love it. It's great. <laughs> it's great um, it's yeah, I don't think it is anything more. I've, no. exa- I've exhausted all my thoughts on it, but I'll just say it's fantastic. One of the best Star Wars things ever. Yeah. Uh, go go listen to to that video on Doc's channel. That's, that's almost there. We go. Um, but I guess finally, before we wrap it up and do our big conversation, let us talk about Revelations, the one shot, the teaser trailer or the trailer for the next how many years of Star Wars comics, maybe the next year or so. Um, as things are heating up, people, robots are getting created. People are putting on Vader masks. Ancient <laughs> cis ghosts are coming to life. How all of this went down before Return of the Jedi, I have no idea. A lot (laughs) happened. It was a busy year. (laughs) Like Raider's probably like when he's getting on the Death Star, he's like, "Oh, this nice, finally easy assignment. All this emotional damage." Getting too old for this. (laughs) Palpatine's just like, "I'm just so tired. Let's let's just do it simple. Let's just have a nice, simple destroy the rebels day." Not only all this goes, so that's that's the Lego specials or or, um, 
uh, Freemaker Adventure. <laughs> That's what that is. There we go. Good note. Um, yeah. Um, let's let's start with Doc. Doc, you're our guest. What are your thoughts overall on on Revelations? Uh, I liked it. It was solid. Uh, just a nice little teaser. Uh, I like the framing device of uh, the Eye of Webish Bog, uh, who's like this cosmic Star Wars deity, uh, talking to Vader, being like, okay, so there's this thing coming that's coming to destroy the galaxy as we know it, and you should not feel fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, you should, uh, you need to do something about this, and Vader's like, no, and he leaves. That's <laughs> the story. Um, but uh, I really like that. I like the idea of the Star Wars universe itself being like, Dude, if you don't come back to the light side soon, you're going to die along with everyone else. So mm. get your act together already. Uh, I just think that's really fun. Uh, and uh, the, the teases themselves are really cool. Uh, a lot of awesome imagery, uh, especially, I think, uh, probably the reason this issue, like why I'm happy this issue got made is just this whole two-page spread oh, yeah. here. All this stuff. Like yeah. all mm-hmm. these crazy images. Let me like, show it closer to the camera. Yeah, just yeah. all this insane stuff. Like, yeah. uh, you've got Luke with a bunch of lightsaber crystals. You've got Afro kissing Demita Tag. Uh, you've got Floral. Yeah. Uh, carrying Zuckus, who's possibly dead. Uh, I mean, we know he survives after the comic, so that's not really a teaser. But um, yeah, you've got all this crazy stuff going on. You got Savvy putting on Vader's helmet. Okay, I, I guess that's happening. Uh, yeah, just a lot of insane like. What I interpret as possible futures and a possible uh, mm. like uh, things that are probably going to happen as well, like a mix of the two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, just for that alone, uh, and the artwork, the artwork was fantastic. Um, I really liked all the different artists they got for this. I liked the different writers for the different mm-hmm. sections, teasing the different parts of uh, the Star Wars comics. Um, and I really like all the little things we get. Uh, I like the whole thing with Ajax Sigma. I think that's a really cool idea. Like this droid revolutionary who was killed mm-hmm. by Jedi during High Republic. And now he's back and uh, is going to encounter Luke and the gang. Uh, and uh, and now uh, and, uh, Valance is going to be on the run from the Empire, it looks like, which I think we all kind of called that, uh, that, he yeah. was, that he wasn't going to be with them forever. Right. And uh, with Valance uh, joining the Edgehawk crew, and uh, also being chased by none other than Inferno Squad, which is awesome. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. so cool. I love that Inferno Squad is coming to Bounty Hunters. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just cool teases for future stories. I'm excited to see what Star Wars comics are going to look like once an Empire wraps up, once Crimson Dawn's out of the picture, presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that going to look, and how is this all going to continue and lead into Return of the Jedi? And uh I'm still just trying to wrap my mind around the fact mm-hmm. that all of these comics since 2020 have happened in the span of a single year. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, those are my thoughts. Busy year. Yes. Busy year. Um, uh, Matthew, what about you? Overall thoughts on... Yeah. Always in motion is the future. And uh, yeah, the, it, it, was, right. it, was a, it was a bit of a hard... I'll admit it. It was a bit of a... I don't want to say hard. It was, it was hard to grasp onto what's happening because that was that's by design these are these are visions of the eye of webbish bog is giving to darth vader i mean of course it's going to be kind of vague and opaque and uh vader's going to resist wanting to even know about these things similar similar vibes to, to mortis where you know he has these visions of the future that are vague and opaque and uh kind of ethereal but things we already know comes to pass including Falling to the dark side, becoming Darth Vader. But in this case, yeah, he we're, we're given this tease, and it's interesting to use Vader, not uh, 
not Luke, not anybody else, um, which really underscores the way uh, the current thread, and we're going to get to this in a minute, but uh, the current thread, at least with, with Greg Pock's comic, is about setting himself up to actually turn back to the light side. And so that 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 fits in really well with what's happening. Um, yeah, it's a question, how much do we need this comic uh, you can say we want it. That's fine. Um, I mean, part of what happens when when you give these kinds of teasers is we're going to start thinking, okay, what what's different and what's interestingly wrink what's an interesting wrinkle. I think even the uh, the dialogue at the end, Doc, correct me if I'm wrong, the dialogue between uh, Vader and, and Palpatine at the end is different from what the Vision has a little bit. Just um, Vader's oh. a bit more decisive or. It, it looks, there might have been slight differences. It looks yeah. pretty similar overall, but it's the same thing that Palpatine says to Vader at the end of Hidden Empire. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, th that's true. There are there are talking that. I mean, even in questions, not questions, but I'm not saying I disliked it. I'm saying it was just it was hard to to know how to feel about this comic because it's so different and so auteur, but uh, auteur in a way in a way that's different from say the, the the end of the Vader 2017 run or the Vader 2015 run, which were very esoteric, but we know precisely that it's exploring the Anakin Vader connection those two comic books do. So this one is in its own way, but also teasing all these different visions and ideas and, and storylines and whatever they get thrown at you. So maybe it was a bit of a sensory overload, which again, by design, intentional, you're kind of in Vader's shoes trying to grapple with the doc, like you said, the the fact that the dark side, or what you implied, is the the dark side claims to have mastery and control over the galaxy, but really doesn't. And uh, you know, you you turn to the light side, or you fall to the dark yourself, and the dark takes you over. Um, really interesting little bits that connect with uh, with Hidden Empire about the um, oh, it's called the Fermata cage and a little tidbit here about darth moment is the one who creates it which i actually really love that detail because darth moment is really fascinating character who thinks he's creating this homage to the dark side by trying to trap people in their moment of suffering and i can see definitely how the fermata cage comes into play with that i'm really curious and this is the thing I'm, I'm wondering is what does palpatine fear from that because he clearly does the first time we see first time he really sees Kira as a real threat. Um, and I, I didn't really didn't expect that. There's something about the combination of the Fermata cage and the spark eternal that are, is going to, uh, maybe that is the thing the eye of Webish is talking about. The, the two of those together is this force of this destructive force that could actually, um, could actually ruin everything, destroy everything. Ultimately what all these comics need to be careful about, and I think Greg Pock is doing the best job at this by skirting so close to it is to say Anakin Skywalker returns in order to save Luke Skywalker, in order to save his son. That is primarily because, you know, he falls in, in part because the Jedi are evil or from his point of view and have, have abandoned him, but try and save Padme. And so he, he returns to save Padme's son and to seek the, seek, meaning in, in his soul regain his soul and so um hopefully they they maintain that they hold on to that 
that connection, especially between what Luke represents to Anakin and uh, in terms of uh, returning to the light. No, I, I agree. You know, there's another character from a Charles Soule comic that figured a book. It's Darth Moment. Yeah. Like Charles Soule, you just write the Darth Moment novel, my man. Uh, just, just do it. <laughs> just, just write the story of the day he died or something. Like it leads up yeah. to the day he died or something. Really get into deep with it. Uh, that'd be mm-hmm. something. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be nice. Oh, no, I, I agree. I, I I found it a little confusing at first. Granted, it doesn't help me. I had to. I listened to you, Doctor. Your read, your lovely reading, by the way. Always check out Doc's readings on his mm-hmm. channel. They're marvelous. Um, they're marvelous. Exactly, they're marvelous. <laughs> but you know, there's so much going on. It's just yeah. you know, I get confused too. Um, I think the thing, strangely, that stood out to me was Inferno Squadron in the comics because, mm-hmm. um, things from the video games haven't really per perpetrated the other stuff just hmm. as much i mean we got that one book and that's kind of about it but like yeah. inferno squadron hasn't shown up in anything else um same with cal although i, I can understand why i don't really want to spoil his uh, story hmm. just yet and the story's still ongoing so you know it's like it's kind of nice like okay well inferno Squadron's probably done for now although you know iden's kid came in one of the books for uh, before uh rise of the resistance well no wait resistance reborn i get those two mixed up one's a ride one's a book um so that was nice um uh, get to see shriv uh in that book but uh we see shriv like oh i hope we see shriv in the comics bring in shriv <laughs> shriv and lando they knew they were buddies yeah. um but uh yeah that was sort of nice i like sort of seeing that interconnectivity uh because as much as we consider video games part of paper canon which is something i'm still unsure about myself i still <laughs> feel like video games are kind of in a weird section of their own right now that's um, probably true and don't yeah. kind of leapfrog enough from mm-hmm. books and screens in terms of the characters. Mine is obviously Fortress Inquisitor and Kenobi. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, really interesting, really cool tease. And uh, I guess Matt, oh, I got to wait a little bit. Well, really cool tease. The future is looking very interesting right now for, you know, Star Wars comics. And I'm very curious to see what the future holds because always in motion the there. future is. Yes. And uh, Matthew, will you lead us into that? <laughs> I, I was making a note for myself just to make sure we, I asked these questions, <laughs> specific questions. So, yeah, um, you, you know, and that's that's what this revelation definitely sets up this conversation uh, uh, of what's happening in the future, what's going forward. It, it poses a wider question: What is going to happen? What do we want to happen? What do we think is going to happen? What are we looking forward to? Um, before we do that, I do want to step back and, and Joel, this is maybe something you put in the notes here and just talk about where things are at now. And, and uh, because I think, and, and I'll give my two cents in me at first and then, and Doc, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What do you think? I think it's at actually a pretty fantastic place in that it's getting, it, it's becoming very coherent and very well organized uh, I think Charles Soule. I mean, Charles Soule is the one overseeing. He's not overseeing High Republic, but he's involved in High Republic, and then he's kind of overseeing this whole comics era in between uh, this whole whole Crimson Dawn trilogy in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And they're in cahoots. Uh, like, there, there's another Slack group. I think that all the comic book writers are are doing together, and so. I, I mean, that, that definitely appeals to me as a completist. It appeals to me as uh, someone who really wants to see 
interconnected stories done well. They're doing a better job than say the other, the rest of Marvel comics, the Marvel comics universe often does. Uh, one thing um, Chris Abbott and I were chatting about a little bit is though, is, is what is happening with Vader is why is he able to be in two places at once and kind of this classic Marvel thing where you read a Captain America comical. He's great doing this neat thing over in Latveria and then Captain or Captain America and then Captain Marvel calls him uh, to fight a bad guy in New York. And he's all of a sudden in New York doing his thing. So, uh, you know, it, that can happen in Marvel that can happen in comics. Hopefully they're, they're having conversations about that. They are having conversations about the wider arc. And, and I'm sure Greg Pak and, and Charles, and Charles soul and them have talked about how do we lead up to in, in use this medium to lead up to that moment we saw in 1983 when, on the, the second death star. I'm a Jedi like my father before me, uh, you know, time to save my son. <laughs> you know, uh, so it, it, it's, it's Ooh. exciting to have all that in view while also making space for everything going on with Afra. And Afra at her best. She, like I've said, uh, you know, on this show, I think maybe last week, a few weeks ago, she's really coming to her own in Alyssa Wong's run, I would say. Uh, yeah, and to see what happens with the spark turn on the fact that it ties in, they're tying in this incredible character moment, impactful character moment, uh, with her her struggle against the spark eternal, is in a way a struggle against her own toxic selfishness and how she can hopefully emerge as a better person <laughs> and a better, almost a hero, like starting to the making of a hero out of, out of a, a complicated anti-heroic uh, origins. And so, and then again, the fact that that ties into Kira's whole plan with the rebels, with, uh, with the ascendant, with the Sith, ancient Sith. Uh, yeah. And then of course we got, we got, the uh, the the that the droid gotcha thing, which yeah, I think I mean this is my my speculation here. We have the scene where the droid's brain is handed on to Han Solo. I think that's how the Han Solo book ends by Mark Guggenheim, same author. I think that's how that ends. I think that's how, uh, or at least it's going to take up that theme, that storyline. That is how it's going to connect with the rest of the Crimson Saga, the rest of the comics going on. So even that's brought in uh we know at new york comic-con mark guggenheim did say that han solo and chewbacca is going to actually make make sense why we're getting getting this comic probably something to do with uh that urn or something we don't know uh but ajax yeah sigma. yeah ajax sigma it's his brain i i'm wondering yeah if you know, if that's gonna take because it's, it's it's about that same timeline probably and so uh yeah uh i i'm i'm happy i'm excited for what they're doing now, it'd be a question of how they top it. But that, that's my sense of the state of things currently. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, we got the got to got to mention the adventures lines. They're they're doing their own thing a little bit. I mean, the hyperspace stories is doing its own thing a little bit, but uh, it's doing it well. I'd say I've I've enjoyed them. They haven't had to tie in, and that's fine. Um, at least the, this third hyperspace stories number three has been uh, was a nice fun exciting story they've dispensed thankfully with with uh with framing devices because i don't think they need them i think they can do a better job writing kids all ages stories 
that. So, but that doesn't connect. And then you got High Republic. He's doing High Republic things and, and telling High Republic stories. And I'm happy about that too. But anyway, that's my my off the cuff uh, thought stock. What, what would you say uh, is the current state, and how do you how do you feel about it? What do you think about the current state of of comics? Uh, com- Star Wars comics have been in a very good place. Uh, I love how well thought out they've been. I love how they're all tying into each other in natural ways. Uh, this whole Crimson Dawn thing has been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked before, I uh, mean, Joel, about uh, if uh, Lucasfilm has any further plans for Crimson Dawn on screen, like taking place after this point. And um, I think that all depends on uh, if um, they decide, like, we want to bring Crimson Dawn into like the Mandoverse or something like that, or if they just decided to be like, okay, we don't have any plans for Crimson Dawn after Return of Jedi. So, uh, Charles Soule, we're going to let you tell the story of how they fell out. Yeah. So, um, I, either way, I think that's fine. Um, ultimately, I just want to see how this story wraps up and how this uh, Hidden Empire miniseries concludes and uh, how Kira's plan is going to ultimately go and how uh, if she's going to survive, if she's going to make it out, if we're going to see Kira again after this point and anything outside of comics. Um and uh, just in general, like, uh, I've just loved just the cohesiveness of storytelling for all these different comic series. And uh, I've loved how uh, every offer seems to be working together really well. And uh, just keeping track of how all these different characters are intertwined and how these different events are connected. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And I'm interested to see how all of this ultimately culminates in the lead up to Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and how all of this is going to influence how I go back and look at that movie now. Yeah, I mean, I I hope they they cut it pretty close. Like even I almost wonder if if the the ongoing series is going to f- end with Luke Luke R two and three PO in a cave with a green kyber crystal, you know, uh, something like that. Just going diving right in to the moment leading up to the moment. I do wonder with Kira, either they're going to surprise us or they're not. I mean, that's a, the thing. And if they surprise us. I hope it's a matter of a compelling surprise or if they, they don't surprise us, if it's something we could kind of see and feel if it's a case of uh, the simplest solution is the best solution. Um, we see that not happening. For example, I think my, my take on game of Thrones, the finale of game of Thrones, they just, they should have just given Jon Snow the crown because it's a simple solution. I think it's the best solution. They didn't do that. Let's see with Kira. If she, you know, tries to come up against Palpatine and that's how she ends if there's something satisfying there uh in that yeah I, I I'm, I'm fine with a more predictable ending but yeah uh it might be a surprise uh Joel you know from what you've been able to read what you were able to, to take in where where do you where do you see comics are, are you drawn in more than maybe you were in the past First of all, we're gonna have to have a Game of Thrones discussion because I don't agree with that at all. Oh, um, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, that's another discussion. Um, no, yeah. I guess I'm just more. I don't want to say like grimly. That's a weird. I just get kind of morbidly curious. Not uh, dramatic on the morbidly. I'm actually having a yeah. time. But just like all of this stuff is going <laughs> on in this year, and like you know, it's it's always hard enough to kind of retroactively think of things when you're watching a movie from 83 and like they had no idea this was gonna ever well they kind of had some idea but they weren't thinking about this big interconnected multimedia continuity george was like i just want to get this movie done because like, i got divorced from my wife and i'm sad and like and the action I'm, figures he cared about the action and, figures. and the action figures <laughs> i just want to i want to be done 
yeah. retire, take care of my kids. You know, he wasn't mm. thinking like, how we're just going to connect with the comics and the right. books and the games and the TV show spinoffs. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So it's like, we gotta, I think we need something that's like, okay, everything's gotta get to a place where it's like, okay, now all this stuff is done. Let's just focus on getting this Death Star thing going on. Mm -hmm. It's already kind of weird enough that like Palpatine and Vader having all these wacky adventures and then now we're just getting to the Death Star yeah. stuff. It's like, like, dang, Luke did have a lot of adventures back in the day. Like, can all of that really happen in a year? Um, it's just, it's just interesting. Um, yeah. it's sort of weird how, like, I feel like the aftermath year is a little bit even more cohesive, or Leech is a little bit more. I think this makes a lot of sense. Uh, mm -hmm. of all this going on, so maybe honestly, my kind of hot take is I want them to. And I guess we can talk about what we want next. Uh, I want mm -hmm. them to talk tell all the stories that were happening during return of the jedi mm -hmm. and like what was after doing during return during the actual events return of the jedi with lucon lair yeah. and endor what are, what's after doing what's what was kira doing if she was still alive what's the son of Staros doing what's mm -hmm. Fallon's doing i feel like seeing all of that going on at once and then kind of then oh the death star is gone and the emperor's dead I feel like mm -hmm. that's going to even trigger a lot more like, oh, this is why so many things started happening all at once when the Emperor died and the mm -hmm. Empire just collapsed on itself. And all this other stuff was going on in the galaxy, too. Yeah, I mean, it, what it kind of reminds me of, and I, and I wasn't actively reading at that time, but from what I my impression is, you had the Stars Republic comics that go up to uh, up to Revenge of the Sith. And then Order 66 happens, and then the Republic comic ends, and it becomes the Dark Times comic, uh, carries over the same characters. And so, yeah, I mean, something something like that, that, that would be really brilliant to see them do that. Again, what I, the, the, the tightrope they got to walk. Walk is, uh, let's not let Kira overshadow the accomplishment we see on screen with, with the Rebels, with Luke Leia Han, Mon Mothma, etc., but primarily Luke, Luke Leia and Han, right? Uh, and Lando and Nine Number. Uh, that moment, that is the great heroic moment of, oh, well, of, of George Lucas's films and George Lucas's saga. And we don't want to weaken that. And so, and, and I, I know they're sensitive to that. I just think if Kira has too much to do with that, that could weaken it. If she has a bit to do with that, great. That'll be, that'll be amazing. If she has, next to nothing to do with that that would be would that be it's a good question is would that be a narrative disappointment would that be a letdown or would that be a one of those classic things kind of like with ezra and kanan or ezra and uh, thrawn having to get out of the way uh and ahsoka having to get out of the way for the films to happen um I mean, Kira's I already played a role in episode, in episode six like uh, it was True. her agents the mountain family who uh got the yeah look in the first place yeah so I mean that reminds it makes me think that's I mean that's a great point is is she's had that role similar to way these new characters Junior and Cassian Endor have in 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 a New Hope so yeah uh, I want and again I wonder if Charles looked at that and said oh yeah this could be a similar thing but I mean even even something bigger in terms of I mean you know she she helps mobilize the fleet and coalesce the fleet uh, the Rebel fleet probably your solist and uh everything going on with with holdo and leia and and everything uh leia being able to defeat sarah was uh 
was part of Kira was Kira's plan and Kira helped with that. So yeah, I mean the, those kinds of things are, are good are fine because they aren't directly tied in, but they're enough influence. So yeah, uh that and Joel, that, that that's a great idea in terms of how it leads to Return of the Jedi. Uh Doc, do you have any any thoughts as we look to the future? The first place to look is, is the immediate future. Um how do you think they're gonna connect to Return of the Jedi? Uh how do you think they're gonna maybe lead into it and maybe lead just just after it? I actually have an insane theory about how this story, this whole Hidden Empire story, could connect to not only Episode 6, but also, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's already connected to the sequels with, like, yeah. a nice one but Episode 9 specifically. Yeah. Uh, so we know that uh, the Formata Cage has the ability to uh, trap Sith spirits uh, in time completely mm-hmm. outside of, like, uh, the time and space. Uh, completely preserved so that they can be released at any time. And uh, Momin uh, had a Sith spirit stuck in there, and uh, now Kira wants to unleash that spirit on Palpatine to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Palpatine told uh, Palpatine wants Vader to go after Kamada Cage, but we don't know if he wants him to destroy it necessarily. Uh, so my theory is that knowing what the Formata Cage is capable of, and knowing that uh, how powerful the thing is, and how incredibly like like this is like mortis world between worlds level stuff. It can literally mm-hmm. preserve people's essence like outside of time and space, like, like the soul stone kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my theory about where this could be going and how this could tie into everything else is: what if the Fermata Cage is what Palpatine uses to preserve his own essence? Right. Dark arts cloning, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's how he's able to come back, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, everything I mean, it seems like Charles Soul is on this mission to I don't want to say be as harsh as say make Rise of Skywalker make sense, but make sense out of what we've given, being given in Rise of Skywalker, what little we've been given, like the mysteries of it. Um, and so that, yeah, that would fit tremendously. Uh, do we do we want that mystery solved? Is a question. Is, Maybe. Is he, uh, I I don't know if he really. I think is he, he he has he's taken on some things. He's taken on. I some I, I just I don't know. Like right now, all the plot points are really leading up to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering. And obviously, you know, I feel like I just don't. Hmm, how am I gonna say this? I'm not seeing how these plot points go past Return of the Jedi. It's like everything just says the definitive ending. Like. I'm looking for plot points that are going to affect things later because in, yeah. in the next thirty year time but I, you know, I think the Fermata Cage could be that. I, 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 I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Ancient Sith are always fun to deal with. Yeah. Um, and maybe obviously we just don't know how the. How, I mean, obviously we don't know how Crimson Empire, how Hidden, how Hidden Empire ends. We don't know mm-hmm. how this era ends. Like, so I feel like if anything, I feel like trying to tie it all up to Return of the Jedi is the mistake, and I yeah. think. What you really want to do is tie is set tie your stories up, but not in a way that affects Return of the Jedi, but more like, okay, well now Luke Khan and Leia are going to Endor, but because we now know that Return of the Jedi is no longer the definitive ending of all Star Wars, uh, for every you know, we have now That's this true. new 30 year thing, we have to start setting up the fact that no, it was not the the grand ending we all thought. It wasn't just here's another turning point, but all mm-hmm. the a bunch of other stuff is gonna go down. We got thirty more years before Star Killer Base shows up. So, 
you gotta have something happen. Yeah. Uh, so. that's, that's, yeah. I mean that that is a good point. Um, especially to say that these storylines don't have to right everything with with Tonga and Lasha and and Valance they don't have to really tie up for Return of the Jedi by Return of the Jedi. The only ones that really do are the ongoing book by Charles Soule and Greg Pox Vader comic. And I think the only reason I say that is because they're explicitly written with that end in mind, right? The, everything about the Greg Pock comic is about reminding Anakin that he's still in love with Padme and here's Padme's son, <laughs> you know, everything in the, at least with Luke in the ongoing comic is uh, learning the ways of the Jedi, learning the ways of the force, learning actually how to, how to be part of this rebellion. And um, also, you know, recapping, we haven't had much to do with Luke, frankly, is, <laughs> I mean, but it's also about with Leia taking more and more charge of the rebellion and consolidating the fleet again, and uh, being able to p- press that final assault on uh, on the Death Star and Endor. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's a good, you know, again with Afra, you know, Afra can do whatever she wants, right? <laughs> Afra, Stara, technically Kira, nothing said she has yeah. to die. Um, um, still- think, honestly, same thing with Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn yeah. necessarily have to be destroyed by the Infant Empire. Like, we know it's probably going to get, like, screwed up because, like, they're not going to succeed yeah. in killing Palpatine. We know that because everything else in Star Wars. Um, but um, with that said, though, uh, this is another theory I had a while back um, mm-hmm. before Hidden Empire started. Because uh, uh, Vader, we are still building up to uh, Vader. Uh, just Vader hasn't hit that point yet where he feels like completely just um, like he has to stay with the dark side. Like he's still mm-hmm. like, like especially now, he's getting so right. many uh, flashbacks to his old self and uh, reminders of who he used to be. And like he, we're seeing that spark getting rekindled mm-hmm. him. Although by the time of Return of the Jedi, he's just completely broken and beaten down. Like, I have no choice but to serve my master. Uh, and yeah. uh, I thought the Exegol issue did a good job of showing uh, that, of giving that uh, weight, because Vader knows about Exegol. He knows about all that stuff. So, of course, he right. doesn't can stop all that. Uh, but at the same time, like, I could see them wanting to bring that home even further, because um, yeah. if Vader, I don't know if, I don't know if Exegol, I don't know if that's the last time we're going to see Vader go against Palpatine in this series. I don't know if, this is the, if that's the last time we're going to see that. And with Vader going after Crimson Dawn right now, and with all the resources that Crimson Dawn has, uh, this is a fear I had a while back. What if Vader ends up taking over Crimson Dawn to try to kill Palpatine himself? Yeah, I think you you mentioned that maybe on uh, on social, or you mentioned that somewhere. I remember you see, saying that. Uh, previous video, I think. Yeah, it was a previous video, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a theory. I mean, that's but that's that's the question rung through Return of the Jedi is where is the conflict? Is there the conflict? What is it? How does he end up returning? Is it out of nowhere? Anakin returning? Is it out of nowhere? Or is it he constantly trying to stamp down? And Vader's constantly trying to stamp down and push down this uh this, you know whack-a-mole that keeps swapping up, right? Of of the light side whack-a-mole. Um I mean, maybe that, that's that's a debate we've been having for coming up to 40 years. I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, I, I do actually give more weight to, uh, you know, it's too late for me, son. Is this dejected, forlorn, but also longing, longing for things to be different. 
longing for things to be otherwise. Even that moment on the bridge, on that bridge at Endor, like the 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 film just takes a moment to to pause on him and this encounter again with his son, who fully acknowledges that this is his father right here, is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and I get why you might read it that way. That's fair. Um, yeah, and like if if that idea does pan out, like mm-hmm. if if Vader does try to use Crimson Dawn against Palpatine, try to take him out one more time, mm-hmm. and then and then Palpatine just completely crushes him and completely crushes everything, then that could further drive home the point of why he's like, I must obey my master. Like yeah. he's completely mm-hmm. broken. He's thinking there's no way I can stop this guy. He's unkillable. I can do nothing until he gets his hope rekindled and then it turns out oh all i had to do was just throw him down shaft okay <laughs> well all i had to do was see the son of padme <laughs> being being almost killed the way i killed padme <laughs> you know yeah yeah no fair enough yeah it's i mean but it's tapping into one of the the core dramas of this whole whole saga and that that's another great thing about these comics is that they're especially the greg pop comic is really going there um i love uh, it so Ahead, I think though. I think if I did have one, I think I, I think I've now finally figured out one of my bigger disappointments with Revelations is <laughs> it's teasing a lot of things again to <laughs> Return of the Jedi, but Return of the Jedi is not the end point. It has not been the end point since well, really, if you think of Star trilogy since nineties, but um, <laughs> but um, but you know, since the new can start since mm. twenty twelve, since twenty fifteen, it is no longer yeah. the end point. Um, you know, it is, it is just the end of the original trilogy mm-hmm. now. So I guess the question is, I almost need one. I feel like, I don't want to say like, oh, I don't need revelations, but I want like, mm-hmm. I feel like we need, we need like a second revelations to like, like aftermath comic book. Well, we can't use aftermath again. Yeah. Or it's like, just show like, okay, well, we, the return of the Jedi happened, but now where, where's Sabe? Where's Kira? Where's after? Where's Star of Stones? Where's mm-hmm. Valance? Where? Where are o- where's OT? Like where are all these other threads that we developed in this comic? Because we can't just push everything to the side now. It's like it's like it's like watching the Clone Wars, and yeah, but like it, but it doesn't tie into Revenge. I mean, it does, but it mm-hmm. doesn't, right? Like Clone Wars, kind of like here's Revenge is this, like here's Clone Wars, here's Revenge right. is this. Clone Wars doesn't go ding. It no. kind of goes more like because it, it focuses like, on Ahsoka and Rex. Yeah, and it's sort of like here's their the aftermath. We know they're gonna live, so it's like here's the aftermath. Kind of like goes mm-hmm. past their story. So I yeah. want the comics to not be like here's Return of the Jedi. Here's the comics. You see my hands. I'm sorry, people who are listening. No, <laughs> like, they don't go touch. Visuals. I I kind of yeah. want them the comics eventually just go past it, like yeah. and kind of like parallel it and mm-hmm. show us that you know that there's the the bigger story is is not just going beyond the original trilogy. And even beyond the sequel trilogy, be quite fair because yeah. it's like this because uh, we're going to get that eventually. And and we'll probably have. I mean, uh, Star Wars comics does this a lot. Like we had Empire Ascendant written by Charles Soule, kind of tying things together and giving you a taste of of some things. Revelations functions in a very much same way. We'll probably have something similar, kind of tying things together to to launch here. I'm using my hands now <laughs> to <laughs> launch the next era of. of of comic storytelling and yeah that's i mean again that's a, that's a good point uh like the aftermath uh trilogy you know it, it did a great job of showing how 
the war isn't over. It, had, it did decisively end at Jakku only because Palpatine wanted it to. Um, but here's one more thing I want to say is that makes the inclusion of uh, Inferno Squad all the more interesting because they have a substantial story in that aftermath year. They have a very developed story. And so I wonder if they're going to start to to see that and use, use them even as this sort of connective tissue, even though at this point they're decidedly for the Empire. Uh, they're going to make some sort of character connection. I, I don't know. I, like with... Because I mean, I mean, I experienced when I was watching the playthrough of Battlefront Two, I experienced Iden's turn uh, very. Uh, it was very uh, abrupt and very like, what just happened? I did not see this coming. And I think that was ever hopefully everyone's experience and probably intentional. I wonder if they're gonna seed at least some things about, you know, uh, good Imperials who finally see like Cyanary. I mean, we, we, where's what's she? What's she up to? That's gonna be a novel, but um, yeah. So, uh, so before we we go on, I do want to get into just multiple eras and kind of do the fun thing. But if you guys have any more thoughts on on this current hidden empire, Kira, all this era of and where this is going, any any final thoughts on that? My one final thought is um, I need a little bit more from Palpatine. And Exegol, because it's like again, <laughs> if you really want to make this return, of the, return of the jet, yeah, return of the Jedi makes sense. Reality Skywalker makes sense, quote unquote. Yeah. Then I want to see more of Palpatine, knowing that even with this Death Star thing, he's got this clone ready to go that he can just right. transfer his essences. Or if Doc's theory is proven right and he mm. uses the Formata Cage yeah. to help his own essence, then I need to see a little bit more of like. We got that obviously, like, oh, I have all these things, and I'm building all these things with like, you know, I kind of need to learn like Palpatine's like, okay, now we're gonna crush the rebels, and then the next step is Exegol, <laughs> the final order kind yeah. of situation. Uh, I need a little bit more of like he's thinking that far ahead, so uh, I just want to see like a little bit of that again, mm-hmm. kind of like remember, Return of the Jedi is not the ending, there is now more, and stuff mm-hmm. is going on around it now, retroactively. And um, what would really do that is including Gallius Rax in this and, and where's sloan and, and bring back sloan too you know um also, I think, uh, also director barsha we just don't know who yeah. he is yet i'm yeah. still holding out that he's going to turn out to be a pride uh oh yeah interesting I, I i confess i don't know who you're talking about but that's okay. the guy in shadow in final issue crimson rain oh, okay uh, director. Yeah. yeah fair enough yeah i i yeah i think i'll have to it was been, it's been a bit it's been a, a few months so <laughs> yeah uh fair enough okay so yeah that that's a, been a good discussion on that i want to uh kind of step back and say comics generally including high republic um you know start with this you know going forward and you guys put your high republic hats on um phase three which character which story uh, of all the characters set up, yes, there you go. This is a director. <laughs> of all the characters set up in uh, in phase one, which story, assuming they go back to that time period um, of the two hundred years before Phantom Menace, maybe maybe a bit more of a time jump, but uh, you know, uh, what would you want to see picked up as a comic book? And I raise this because you know, Keeve Trennis, she gets her story primarily in phase one, primarily in a comic book. Uh, does 
keep trying to need, I mean, and, and being the, the, the 19th master. I mean, that story that Kevin Scott has all plotted out that one of those, the simplest solution is probably the best. Um, does that need to be a comic or does that need to be an adult novel or does it need to be like a longer run comic and maybe even 24 issues? Um, uh, uh, speaking on, on Kiev, uh, Doc, what do you what do you think specifically about that? Um, I, I'm just curious to see how the High Republic like ends up uh, leading. Uh, yeah. I, like, I just want to see how uh, the current story and all the things they've set up, especially with this new phase, uh, mm -hmm. all the new things they've set up and all the yeah. new characters and groups and planets. Uh, I want to see like where this is all going, uh, mm -hmm. how this is going to tie in to Episode One, if at all, and. Um, and how is it going to set up the status quo that the Jedi are in by the time of episode one, where they're a lot more dogmatic, a lot more like mm -hmm. uh, subservient to uh, the Republic and the Senate and mm -hmm. like um, all the stuff that leads to them, police and the Clone Wars and everything, how this whole thing is going to lead to that status quo for the Jedi world. I mean, that raises the possibility that the Charles Soul, if Charles Soul does a comic book, it is because, because I mean, we got a, a hint of it when they make that general retreat. At the end of uh, Eye of the Storm, uh, they say, "Okay, we're pulling out of everything. We're done with this. We're, we're going back to the temple and Coruscant." If they they if they tell that story in a comic book, that would be this political political intrigue story in a comic book. Uh, would be interesting. Uh, is is there Doc? Is there a specific thread or through line that you'd want to see that would you think would might work better in a comic or as opposed to a novel? Uh, probably uh, the early adventures of Yaddle. Um, yep. I want that. Cool. And Jar Jar 2. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Would do you think that would be like the you said adventures? Would that be higher like the all ages or would that be sure. an adult comic thing? Yeah. That could work. Uh, Joel, any 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 thoughts on this question? You know, high phase three, what do you think might be the comic or the comic focus? I'd like one-shot adventures about just random stuff in the High Republic that's going on that has nothing to do with the mainline story. That's that's a good idea. I, I really like that too. Like kind of like Age of the Age of Republic, Age of Resistance type of thing. But even sure. even new characters or new characters go for yeah. it. Just random stuff that's going on in this era that has nothing to do with the Nile or the Drain Gear. Just. <laughs> Planetary conflicts, like, all that good stuff. Auto Gunga, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, there, there's that that Gungan Nile guy. Sure, do a short story on him too. Just, yeah. I think do one shots. That will be that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, as for your your question, I think um, that uh, Keeves might benefit better in a novel. I feel like that's sort of a story that needs a lot of deep thought and psychological yeah. intrigue. So that's just my take. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I'm trying to think, would Reith be better in a comic? No, he'd be a novel. Cause I mean, the, even the meta, the meta thing of him actually literally reading books that needs to be Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray needs to write the, the Reith Silas novel, adult novel. Because uh, he's more of an out. There we go. Tying to Master Apprentice. Okay. Um, moving forward, is there a story kind of around the late Republic or dark times that you might want to want to get into, or do you think they might 
like they they started the Yoda comic. I mean, that's going to be that starts in High Republic, and that's going to go through. They had the Obi Wan comic that's a Clone Wars primarily story. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are they or do you think they're going to leave that era alone? And or this gets back to another question I want to ask later on. You know, Joel, uh, when we were on uh, Tales Beyond the Galaxy and, and the afterward in the in the Discord, you brought up the the higher not the higher the um, t- uh, Jedi Fallen Order tie in uh, comic book with um, oh goodness Cordova and and Sir, uh, you know that kind of thing. Is there that kind of thing? Maybe those short runs. Is there is there a character? I mean, there was Mace Windu. Jedi of the Republic, a- anything that you might want to see explored um, in a comic book in that era? Uh, Joel, I'll go with you if you think you have thoughts. Oh, man. That's tough because they're sort of like, I don't know what would be better. Because yeah. uh, uh, that period in between episodes one and two right now, it's pretty barren. But even, yeah, uh, that's a good point. So good. I'm going to get that one Kenobi Anakin thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but about it. I thought it was pretty good by Charles Soule too. Yeah, um, great about that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I would want per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe an ongoing with just Anakin and Obi Wan as Padawan and Master yeah. doing thing that could keep going. With that make that an ongoing. That might mm-hmm. be nice. Um, Dooku one shot. Just him forming the Separatists. Although I don't know if I want that. Maybe that should be a book because that might be more more political. Um, <laughs> build off of that tale of the Jedi stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's that's hard. That's a hard one because I don't know what's like. Oh, well, that might be good. Like it's like, mm-hmm. unlike the OT era, which is sort of like I think it does work for comics better right now. Although I would like some yeah. side of side books, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like there's it's so open and there's so much space. I just don't know what I. And there's so many characters. I'm like, I don't know what I would want, to be quite honest. So, yeah. um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Doc. I'm gonna steal your idea. The late adventures of Yaddle. <laughs> um, what's she up to? What's she going? What you know? Even tying something into Tales of the Jedi a little bit. Also, you know, a character who would work really well as Quinlan Boss, who, of course, in Legends in the Republic comic, got his own run, got some attention there. Uh, he's a character who has not been explored much. And, you know, I think there were, I mean, Dark Disciple would, would have been the biggest focus on him. Yeah. Uh, someone Because, see, yeah, like you, you, your point being, uh, you know, comics needs to have more more of an action adventure. It just, it just works better in that medium as opposed to kind of the more dialogue heavy philosophical political story. So. Oh, you know who would be good? The Early Adventures of General Grievous. Yeah, that oh, that's a fantastic idea. That's really great. I really like that. It's again unexplored. Anyways, Doc, you have any thoughts on uh, maybe late Republic or Dark Times? Uh, just give me a Life and Times of Gunji series. Yeah, and that'll be yeah. happy with that. Yeah, that's a that's a Wookiee character, right? The the Wookiee Padawan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I would go. I mean. I, I hope he isn't uh, Buryaga's descendant, but that'd be funny if he was. <laughs> Never know. Never know. Um, okay, so we, we've hinted at this. We started talking about this. Um, 
you know, into uh, into the the New Republic, the aftermath. But further on, um, the early New Republic into the Mandoverse, and my my initial thought. So, I think there's a moment in the uh, the Charles Soule ongoing comic where Luke and Lando start to talk about what they might be up to later, and we got some of that in Shadow of the Sith, but. I thought I was speculating that Charles Soule was just going to continue that story. Uh, both in, you know, I mean, one thing that Shadow of the Sith laid up is uh, Lando was having this quest to find his daughter. Um, Charles Soule's already written a Lando comic, uh, you know, set much earlier, but I don't know. I think that could work. Um, you know, just again, continuing some of what was laid down but not touching things that they want to get on screen. Do they think uh, they're going to touch Leia and her, maybe her, her training or Jedi training in the early, the early new Republic Han going off on adventures. That might seem likely Um, doc. I'll throw this to you first. And in that era leading up into the Mandoverse, that time period, uh, what do you think they might do? We've touched on this a bit, but what do you think they might do maybe moving forward if they do? Are there going to be tie-ins to things? Are we getting back to that uh, that way of writing stories? Um, and, and what do you want? Might, what story would you might want to see? Reva. Yeah, that, that might be the right answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, say more. I mean, not, not that you need to, but what, what about her would you like to explore, have them explore? Uh, just everything that happened after for afterwards, um, mm-hmm. her decision to uh, uh, presumably come back towards the light, ban the dark side, ban all that. And uh, I would love to see her story continue with the Mandiverse and possibly beyond. Um, yeah. I still think there's tons of potential for that story. I don't want it to just be a novel. Uh, I want them to get Moses Ingram back and I want them to really explore that story. Mm-hmm. Like having Moses Ingram like Ingram's likeness. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting. Is there are there any? Uh, we kind of hit on a lot of live action characters that might find it. Is, are there any uh, maybe novel characters or comic book characters that uh, would work also in a comic book in this era? Um, I'd say give Ochi his own mini series. Yeah, Joel, Joel would like that. Joel, what do you think? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's definitely someone I would love to have seen get his own mini series. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yes, give give Reva a series, <laughs> plural. Um, Every issue tries like... to beat someone in a fight and he fails. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, you mentioned Leia mm. and Luke again. I think that's one of those things that's probably served better in a book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like you know, it's like because like we do like the Young Adventures of Ben Solo, Meaning Snoke thing. It's like. Well, if you're not gonna do animated series, then at least do it in a book. I think that's another good yeah. really into the characters' heads. So I'm always trying to think of like what stories fit best in the medium of comic books. Mm-hmm. Action heavier, a lot more wackier. Mm-hmm. Um so honestly, I would just say continue some of the side the secondary characters from yeah. the OT comics and just continue on their stories. Like Afra and the Oat in the new Republic era, what's she up to? True. Uh, <laughs> is she more Sabe, of a hero at this point? Sabe, yeah. Crimson Dawn leader. That's my that's my hit. Yeah. Uh, hunting down ex-imperials who have uh, 
who have now uh, who have escaped justice. <laughs> uh, you know, th- those sorts of things I feel like are sort of better better set to the comic book world while the mm-hmm. novel could deal more with like the deeper character stuff like Leia decide not to be a Jedi and and uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Okay. But um <laughs> you know you you have in your notes here uh uh, uh you know for a sequel trilogy like you know, yeah. like Bamont Kim. Um I mean maybe <laughs> in this if you year, want to make Bam Kim just historical afra again but not his crazy uh, not as not as morally corrupt at first <laughs> sure true. uh maybe yeah. even maybe study under afra for a little bit as well um mm-hmm. uh, that'd be an interesting crossover but um i get dark arts and clothing there <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah you had to see that stuff somewhere so yeah um yeah i mean that could work um but that's sort of like I mean, the comics have, have been allowed to do big things. I mean, his Hidden Empire is a big story, and Finding mm-hmm. Second Death Star Plans is a big story. So, um, I guess it's sort of like the big things, but also wacky adventures along the way. Mm-hmm. While with the book, it's just sort of like full focus on the big thing, because the big things are obviously in one book. Yeah. Uh, from beginning to end. So, I, I think about that stuff a lot when I'm like deciding what yes. story should go where. Doc is correct. That is the character we need. It's of not course. the character we deserve. It's the character we need. Actually, yeah, I mean, he is alive. <laughs> Aftermath said so. So <laughs> they yeah. can turn those interludes into stories. I mean, advance. And, and like get uh, Ahmed Best to help write the story. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that's a great one. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? You know, yeah. I mean, in this era, I know it's kind of getting crowded, but. Like you mentioned, Sabe. Um, you mentioned the family again. Like you know their name. We've only seen them a few times. That find that are the Crimson Dawn family that um, uh, are with the Death Star plans. You know it's crowded, but you know if uh, you know I'm blanking on her name because she she's not in Star Wars anymore. Everything that was going to lead up to uh, Ranger of the New Republic, Paul Sunyuli, Apa Toronto, Carson Teva, get him. All these characters come coming together to be. I mean, it's I guess it's similar to Alphabet Squadron a little bit, and that's why I mean it's crowded. But yeah, a whole gang of of Empire hunters. Um, you know, uh, not Cara Dune, unfortunately, but Cara Dune would have been yeah. a great inclusion in that, right? Um, unless they I don't know, recast in a in redraw, a <laughs> redraw, yeah, or something. I don't know, like that kind of thing. And they they have Hera kind of overseeing it. That would be that would be something, eh? you know. Um, I I I don't want to interrupt for a sec, second because that's actually no, something I've noticed about the comic that I think is kind of interesting. Is they've got, they've I mean for obvious reasons they've shied away from rebels mm-hmm. characters, but Hera seems to be the one they decide. You know what? We're gonna let her yeah. appear in things outside of. Outside of the Filoni purview, obviously, but just in terms of like she's appeared in squadrons, she's appeared in uh, an alphabet squadron, mm-hmm. um, different stories. She's, she's gonna squadron. be in Ahsoka, and, and she's not, but I know, but I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the thing. She's appeared outside yeah. of that, she's appeared True. in the yeah. comics too. So it's like, I mean, obviously, they haven't, like, where is her son, Jason? Yeah. Like, where they don't bring up the important things, right. uh, they're kind of always kind of like neatly hinting at it well, but it's like so a very minor character in all these stories too right yeah 
Well, she'd be somebody I'd like to see get her own comic book run. That'd yeah, be kind of fun. that's true. Um, Doc, other than Jar Jar, uh, who would you like to see in, in this kind of, this early New Republic Mandoverse? Well, I'm going to go with uh, the Edgehawk crew. Yeah. I love to see them. We know that they survived past Return of the Jedi because we see them in that Halcyon issue. True. Uh, yeah. So we know Tonga, Losha, and uh, Zuckus, Forloem, Bosk, and Tasu, and everyone else are still around after that point. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we could see them and like other comic bounty hunters like get representation this era. That'd be cool. Now, here's the question Would they be bounty hunters or would they be, I mean, yes, but also Empire hunters kind of reporting to Hera a little bit or having a contract with? The New Republic. Um, they could be. They could like wing back and forth between helping them and like fighting them. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be interesting. One last thing I want to see are is uh, Boba Fett with the Tuscans. Right, that's the one disappointment I have a book of Boba Fett is I did not give enough time with that. So tell me that story more. It could really work well in a comic book. Um, maybe somehow work that out to have more dialogue somehow, but. Um, all that, and you know, get the Ashurad uh, head mentioned there. Why not? Just give him a mention. Come on. <laughs> He's kind of hinted at in um, uh, Michael J- Michael Dean Anderson, what, forget the name of the author, uh, his From Certain Point of View story in A New Hope. Uh, Iark is in that. And so, see, there, that name I remember. I don't know why I remember those names. Anyway, Ashurad Het, um, give him a mention in that, but more importantly, let's show Boba Fett. That's my thought. Okay, jumping all the way ahead. Um, we mentioned Beaumont Kin uh, kind of before the sequel trilogy. We know at least to what extent the Lego thing is canon. Um, you know, Ray and Finn are out in the unknown regions doing their thing. Uh, Finn is probably, or Finn Poe is probably trying to set up some sort of squadron that this film that got lost somehow. Um, you know, maybe even you know, even uh, Iden and or no, not Iden's dead, but uh, Zay and um, oh, why am I blanking on the guy's name? It's been a long week. It's been a long month, guys. Shriv, uh, Shriv, yeah, that guy. Uh, after Rise of Skywalker, um, is there any character that can work with comics that they could do? I mean, I know even um, like the Poe Dameron comic by Charles Soule does go a little bit after just for a minute right um is there is there anything any of those storylines or any any novel comic storylines that you find interesting that would think would work in a comic book um i'd like to see wedge is he still technically alive and his stepson's yeah. dead yeah that's not fun uh um, please fix that moment for me somehow <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, only book, only this paper cannon character. That's true. This is true. <laughs> uh, can't bring back. Well, maybe he can. Time for Wedge to get the dark science and cloning and bring back his steps. <laughs> oh <my> gosh, no. <laughs> that's, that's what you do in the comics, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess you kind of just focus then on all the because I don't think Raven and Poe are probably off the table for my my. my just guess sadly, but you just kind of deal with the secondary characters. Mm-hmm. You deal with Zay because you got Resistance Reborn, what they were doing. Yeah. I would love to see the Resistance crew come back in a comic. Maybe that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, maybe who else was on the the People's Fleet there? That would be something. 
um, mm-hmm. kind of just branch out the different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the key to these books really is not not so much to tie in, but mm-hmm. much like Clone Wars, work around. So yeah. can, like we're gonna work parallel and then zoop, not yeah. tie in thing where my hands are touching, but more right, like, not to be like the road to legend uh, publishing initiatives. Parallel, and then yeah, you branch out. Yeah, uh, till the next set of movies you meet, and then you parallel those, and then you branch out. If again. there are movies that are coming ever, right? I mean, one day there will be. One day, we'll, one day, we'll, episode ten's coming. We know. One day, well, hopefully, we'll be alive to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what you do. Is you kind of take the characters who you've kind of established in different things and kind mm-hmm. of branch out from there if you don't yeah. if if you really don't want to touch the uh main sequel trilogy characters but then mm-hmm. again maybe again they probably i don't know if they really want to make big swings because the status quo of the post nine era is probably not set yet right. uh depending on what we know so uh at least not fully. But so, is there a new New Republic? A newish Republic? <laughs> a newish, uh, even newer Republic. <laughs> we're deciding on the difference between newish, newer, newest. Now um, less Sith. <laughs> so it's sort of like you can only gonna go so far without really kind of yeah, kind of like can't really talk about the state of the galaxy too much, and then that gets weird after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think that's definitely the the route you go if yeah. you do this, if you try. I mean, maybe a small story that explores some angle, some facet. But I mean, I, I would like to see. I mean, it would be a death knell to uh, the 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 Rogue Squadron movie. But you know, something like what was going to be there, like Wedge and Poe starting a new New Republic uh, fleet or navy, or just training new kid new kids to fly. Maybe not even as the New Republic, but as like a local security thing because there's no chance that the republic is going to militarize itself again so i mean maybe maybe to defend the first i don't know if there is actually the institutional capability of any kind of republic actually arming themselves again who knows um yeah it's a whole other question but anyway doc uh in the post if they're gonna if they're gonna do a post rise of skywalker story in a comic book what would what would you want to see other than Jar Jar. Can't, can't see Jar Jar. <laughs> He's staring into my soul. Yeah. Oh, I mean, otherwise you, you have to kill off Jar I mean, that would be hilarious. That would be amazing. Anyway, seriously. Go ahead. <laughs> um, All right. Um, honestly, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah, Ray's New Jedi Order is an obvious one. Um, you know, Finn... Poe, Rose, New Republic. I want more of that stuff. Um, I would also just get to see like what the underworld looks like at this point. Like uh, you've got all these new groups. You've got uh, Conchi Club. You've got uh, you got the uh, Death something. The uh, what are they called? Uh, the uh, what are they called? Oh my god! Guavi and Death Gang. Guavi and Death Gang, yeah. Finally, your turn to blank on something. I feel, I feel. I really... just, I just remembered the word death, and that was it. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, I would love to see what the underworld looks like at this point, uh, and I would love to see uh, all the underworld stuff that was established in the comics now get like 
mm-hmm. get time to be fleshed out even further uh, yeah. in uh, post episode nine. Um, I just want to get to see the state of the galaxy itself and how much has changed since then. Mm-hmm. Like, who was that? That kind of fourth gender pirate queen king person. This is in the aftermath era. I don't remember that. I remember there but, was a pirate who took a. Well, I guess non-binary. Drink. You can say non-binary. Yeah, uh, that whole thing is pretty cool. Like a actual fleet, not just like with an organizational structure. Maybe that might be better in a novel. I don't know, but or a short story. But yeah, that kind of thing would be cool in a comic. I don't know. Yeah, but the, the underworld type of thing, but but out in space, not just underneath Coruscant. Be interesting. Hey, another thing, what's happening with Coruscant at this time? Who knows? So, because <laughs> Colin Trevorrow, his, his script was axed. So, who knows? Anyway. Apparently, according to just the few source books, it's supposed to be now like a trash planet. Like, just it's yeah. completely run down and just crud. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be interesting to, to see you know, people trying to make their way through and crawl up. People from level 1313. Who are now living on the surface and trying to figure out how to live on a surface of a planet. I don't know if that might be a novel too. So fair enough. Anyways, uh the final question then is <coughs> sorry, I was talking too much. Uh of all these issues, of all, of all these uh ideas we've thrown out, um of all these eras that we've talked about, they, oh, the eras themselves, uh which might get you most excited? What, what's the, and what's the most likely era for them to explore? What, what's the most likely era you want them to explore? And I think I know the answer to this, but what, what gets you? Let's start with what gets you most excited. Uh, Joel, let me go, go with you first. Unless, yeah. Um, I guess the immediate post Endor era. That's probably mm-hmm. my most excited thing because that's obviously what we're building up to. So, yeah, yeah that probably era. I mean, maybe rephrase the question like. After they've kind of done that, well, I guess it's going to keep going, probably, um, maybe. But yeah, uh, well, after Hidden Empire, what gets you most excited? And would you say the same thing, Joel? Or uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess so. Kind of just seeing what's 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 the post Endor era. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Doc, same question. What gets you most excited? Uh, what what are you, what are you looking forward to potentially? Uh, yeah, uh, of the eras we currently have, uh, the one I'm looking forward to getting explored the most is uh, probably still the Dark Times era, uh, just because we've gotten Andor, we've gotten, we're getting Survivor, we're mm-hmm. getting so many good stories uh, set between that time. There's still so much that hasn't been touched on, uh, and uh, hopefully Bad Batch scratches more of that itch for me, and uh, I just want more stories in that era. But in terms of eras we haven't seen yet... Uh, one era that I think is criminally unexplored uh, that I would love to see more of is the time between episodes one and two. Yeah. Like uh, there's so much there that we haven't seen, like the rise of the separatists, uh, the beginning of that whole conflict, uh, the rising tensions uh, right before the Clone Wars kickoff, Anakin's trading under Obi-Wan, all that stuff. Like yeah. I just want more of that time. I mean, yeah, to have like a longer, to have a longer Anakin, Obi-Wan Anakin book. Yeah. I mean, we we have gotten a lot of that story. We've gotten like the in Brotherhood, uh, well, a lot of the later end of that story, I should say. Yeah, what was it like for them to be have a more amicable relationship? You know, we we only seen a little bit of that. 
uh, again, we got a novel called Brotherhood, but again, that's the tail end of that story. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the prequels to me would say that era two and everything leading up to the Clone Wars. I don't even know if Legends dealt with that all that much. Um, was that, but I think there was like a series of young adult books about Anakin. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, pod racing under Coruscant, that whole thing. Young Young Jedi Order, was that what it was called? No, that's something else entirely. I'm, no, anyway, that was a, me. I, I forget. I will, I will give, find it later. I, yeah, I do, th- I do recall you know, him pod racing in the, in the underworld on Coruscant and getting into trouble for that. Um, to answer my own question, <laughs> question, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely curious to see what happens with with hidden empire and everything going on there uh that we've talked about yeah i mean i get i want to see keith trennis's story generally and, and anything leading up to the acolyte we haven't maybe addressed that that's a whole era in between the high republic and the prequel trilogy that uh maybe might be ripe for springboarding i, I just thinking about this now springboarding off of the show um where that gets laid down yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with, yeah, the the, uh, yeah, that that era between episodes one and two, for now. I mean, I'll I'll read it all, I'll love it all. But if they can show tell us a surprising story, like one that's new and fresh, um, that'd be great. Uh, and Joel, I mean, your idea of continuing even like the age of Republic, age of re- re- uh, rebellion, age of resistance, that kind of thing, those one shots getting multiple authors in that's i mean that's also a great idea i know those age of stories only had single authors but uh yeah that's a great idea too so um yeah i guess that that's all i've got uh do you guys have any final thoughts pressing burning thoughts final thoughts doc um my final thoughts are yes charger doing a moonwalk uh, that's actually really? a reference, by the way. Uh, George Lucas uh, originally considered Michael Jackson for the role. Oh, nice. Hi. nice. That would have been something. Um, now I need a video, I'm sure it's on YouTube, of Jar Jar Binks doing Thriller. <laughs> I'm sure it's happening. <laughs> yeah, those are my Jar- thoughts. But, uh, seriously, um, uh, yeah, uh, these comics have been fantastic. Uh, the way they've been uh, keeping everything so cohesive and so tight and so well thought out has been incredible. And I'm excited to see where it goes after Crimson Dawn is out of the picture and we wrap up Hidden Empire and we start to lead up more to Return of the Jedi. How are they going to wrap all this up and how is this going to lead into everything that occurs afterwards? It just occurred to me, uh, I said uh, the late Republic. I mean, High Republic is still my favorite thing in Star Wars right now. So, yeah, let's, let's give me Keith Trennis. Give me give me whoever. Give me Wreath. Give me whoever is going on in, in Phase 3. I can't wait for that too, so. I'll, I'll I'll put pin I'll pin on that one too. Anyway, that, that's uh, that's all we got. Yeah. Um. I'll get my final thoughts. Yeah. I'm again curious how they wrap it up or don't. Again, how does it much like Clone Wars kind of got all this stuff but didn't you know touch it like are they to go for more parallel when we get finally get to that point and then branch off into the new things. Um. Because again, so much stuff is going on. Even yeah. though it connects to Vader and and you know, I mean Vader and Palpatine and Luke, yeah. like how does all this stuff kind of like br- ha- happen in a year? It's 
kind of my. I mean, my... one thing I will say to that point is, like, it's still like a current that's moved, or like like a river. Like, if the film is the rock, the river still have is affected by it, right? Which you know, yeah. you're not denying that. Um, like even resistance, the destruction of Hosdine Prime is, is a major thing that happens in resistance, even though it's not directly tied in. But and like Order sixty six and, and the fall of the Jedi Order, something that happens to Ahsoka. Um, but yeah, we don't see the events of Revenge of the Sith in it. So to your point, <laughs> so I'll be curious to see how the destruction of the Death Star kind of affects the characters who yeah, exactly. survive the Hidden Empire. Mm -hmm. We know some of them probably will. We know Ochi and the Knights of Ren will, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. But, um, no, yeah, that comics are really interesting right now. Things are heating up, and I'm kind of just excited to see what, what mm -hmm. comes next. I feel like we're nearing the end of an era. Mm -hmm. as we kind of start of a new one. I just don't know what that new is yet. Mm -hmm. so. So speaking of nearing ends, Joel. Yes, I think that shall do it. That shall wrap us up for this week. Thank you again, Dr. Holocron, for joining us and with your awesome Jar Jar action figure. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it so much. We are getting ready for the era of Jar Jar Binks. Yes, we will. Darn yes. right. About friggin' Darn. time. <laughs> right. Darn right. Indeed. Um... Obviously, time for some closing plugs. Uh, Doc, where can they follow you? Uh, they can follow me at my channel at Dr. Holocron as seen. There we go. And my Twitter, which is also Dr. Holocron, and uh, my uh, TikTok, which is also Dr. Holocron. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, follow me anywhere of those. Uh, please, I'm lonely. And uh, thank you guys <laughs> for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter, JID2021. Again, JID2021. Um, you can also follow me at the Ion Cannon Pod as well, where we I do a lot of the tweeting there. Uh, Matthew, where can they follow you? If you, if you want some good uh, World Cup takes, you can follow me at MEG485. I do talk about Star Wars, like Star Trek, talk about a whole bunch of Marvel, whoever. Whatever else there, mainly World Cup these days. Uh, NEUG 485, Instagram, uh, MNEUG 1138, and of course, again, at Ion Cannon Pod, where I like to interact with famous Star Wars authors. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, we do not have anything. Well, we are going to have a show next week. We just aren't sure what it's going to be yet. Sorry about the sneezing. Um, bless you. Uh, we haven't decided yet. I'll think of something. We always do. Um, Oh, okay. And with that, I think we're good. So, guys, blow this thing and go home. <laughs>